Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Well, uh, why, why aren't these guys playing defense like Penny's team last year, the year before? Because all those dudes have like been like my role has been to be go play defense my entire career. Like just I'm just kind of a fringe college basketball player. Like just kind of what I do. All these guys came from being that dude or, or the other dude at whatever school they came from. Like expecting those guys to be slap the ground defenders. It don't really work that way, man. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of chemistry because I'm probably I'm sure there are a lot of egos on this team, bro. Because you're asking a lot of things, a lot of guys to become, to go from being that guy or next to the guy to being a role player. And you know I don't really know where the chemistry issues may be. I've seen some things that make me kind of you know side out some stuff, and I wonder I wonder what's to that or whatever. I don't really know enough to even speak on it, but that's wild stuff for Penny to say that there are guys that I literally can't play together. <laughs> like I don't even. My rotations are based on what guys are saying in miles and off. And when we get the time out, we're really just arguing instead of figuring out what the next move is going to be. Like, that's, that's really pulling behind the curtain for real for Penny. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's always a ride, no matter Something, what. It's imagine, all- imagine having a, a Tiger basketball season and it's just regular. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, when, when are we going to yeah, get no, one of them? It's, like, nah. it's like one loss and, like, it all comes out. Yeah, you know it's crazy. But I'm glad you said that too, man. I just put that on Twitter as well. Like that's one of the things about college basketball that makes it kind of weird to digest because it's like in a whatever thirty game, thirty whatever game season you're playing, we make such a big deal about random games in January. How's it going to affect the net? How's it going to affect the rankings or the quad one losses? And I mean, like, bro. At the end of the day, man, like Penny's team is one of the most talented teams in the country. And whether they have a two beside their name in the tournament or an eight beside their name in the tournament, they're going to have to beat somebody as good as hell to get where they're trying to go. And they're as good as, they're as, good as anybody that's going to be on the court against them. So just go win your game. Like, go, I go, agree go with that. I agree with that. But saying here's the, here's the issue with that. If Memphis had been better than an eight seed the last two seasons – they would have had Sweet 16 or Elite 8s to their name, almost certainly. But because, you know, you mess around in the regular season and you do wind up with a less than seed, or, you know, a less desirable seed, you got to play Gonzaga in the second round as opposed to the Elite 8. And they were up on Gonzaga at the half, right? Right. I mean, you get FAU in the first round instead of like a, you know, if you were six, you get an 11 seed, you know? I mean, so you're right. You can still make noise, but it's just so much free. You make it harder on yourself. You know, teams that should be Sweet 16 teams are going out in the first round. That's the frustrating part. Right. But here's here's the thing, though. Like, this this year's season in college basketball has been as wide open as I've ever seen. But there's not a team in the country that I fear Memphis playing against in the tournament. I think they're 
superior to most of the country talent-wise. And my thing is, regardless if you're a two-seed, eight-seed, whatever you are, go out there, get all the BS out the way, and go beat the hell out of teams in the tournament because they're good enough to beat the hell out of teams in the tournament, like regardless of who they're playing. We've seen them go against top teams and demolish them because they're that much more talented than some of the teams they played against. Do they have chemistry issues? Yeah, that's evident. But like Penny has always done, he gets these teams together come January and February. Now, is it by unconventional means sometimes? Does it take a kid uh, leaving the team in the middle of the season and coming back and playing game one of the NCAA tournament like Imani Bates? Yeah, we've seen that. <laughs> we've seen that happen, man. But uh, it, it, it's, it's a wild ride sometimes for Penny. But I'm not, I'm not worried about losing some random game to USF on a Thursday night in January. I'm worried about is Penny going to be able to get this team ready for the tournament? Because, like I said, they're as talented as anybody. I don't, I don't really get the point of just over-dissecting the crap that we saw last night. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, appreciate the time as always, Thank brother. You, brother. Yes, Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, y'all take it easy, man. Two, stay safe in yes, these sir. streets. In these oh, yeah. icy streets. Yeah. And, look, I mean, the reason why you dissected is because, um, you know, you have to. I mean, well, it's your job. It's it, yeah. there, there's two ways to look at that. And saying's right. As a fan, I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy about this. Again, you got the next ones at Tulane. The the issue becomes if you if you lose that one, the next one's where you got a problem. But um, you know, our job is to come in every day after every win, after every loss, and break it all down. And so, from a from a job standpoint, yeah, you 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 have to be looking. You have to find out. You know, that's your gig, John, to ask the questions. What's going on? You know, how do is this going to cost them? That's your gig, and that's why we do it every day, you know. And again, that's it's the same approach to Grizzlies or anything else. But I, again, when and even when saying says that though, I, I took it as that's what you know. Fans are going to dive into this, and Giannato's written the same column. I've, we, I've sort of said a, a version of this. You know, you, you get too caught up in the net as a fan right now. You're going to take the fun out of it. Mm-hmm. I realized last night wasn't, but the ten wins in a row at one point, your third what third fourth best winning streak. Mm-hmm. That was fun. The wins were, you know, that's that's the part of it that I do take stock in. But for us, bro. We're we Murtaugh mm-hmm. on Riggs, John. We got to get to the bottom of it, man. We got to get to the bottom. Penny has left us the clues. He put them put them out there. It's up to us to get to the bottom of it. It's our jobs, man. When you wake up today, that was your job to get to the bottom of this. Have you gotten yeah. there yet? I'm not sure you have. We got to keep digging. I mean, I think this is just. There's really not much else to to add to it. And we'll maybe let you guys voice your opinions at, at one o'clock. Um, but I, I, I think it was just a, it was a, what would Passner say? Clunker. It was a clunker. No, nah, it was worse and, than that. You blow a 20 point lead. Like it was kind of historic, too, right? So I need, yeah, no, it was, I need it a was. different I mean, word. It, Clunkers. It was know. a horrible loss. Yeah, like, was, I, was, it, I was going back and forth with Chuck on Twitter, Mr. Chuck, who's a listener, who's a friend of the show. Like okay. I follow him, all that. I missed it. And, 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 yeah, and he said, about? I wonder if FAU's media called their bad losses a disaster. I said, they were disasters. And so it was Memphis's last night. He said, sure, it was a bad loss. A disaster is overstating it to me. And my point to him was, I hope it does not get worse than blowing a 20-point lead at the house to a mediocre USF team. Like, Because if that's, if that's not a disaster, I don't want to see what that looks like. I don't want to see a disaster if that wasn't one last night. Um, UCF's losses, excuse me, Florida Atlantic's losses were to worst-rated Ken Palm teams. Yeah, Bryant and Florida Gulf Coast. I mean, yeah. Gulf Coast is 274. They were disasters. Um, 
But then uh, coupled, they beat with, Arizona though, so that's what they have to uh, you know uh, agree. But but uh, the reason I, I called it, a, I, I believe I, I use disastrous as well, so that's why I'm, I'm chiming in here. The reason and the reason I used that word wasn't necessarily just because of who you lost to or the Ken Palm ranking, but you combine that with the way it happened, with the fact that with 18:33 left, you're up 20 in the second half, and we don't see this from top 10 teams. I think when you put those two things together. Yes, it was a disastrous loss. Can you get past it? We're talking. Does, some people look at disaster in that word. That's something that's going to affect the team for the rest of the season. We've just laid out how you can make this just a speed bump, right? But you just at, have to go beat but, Arizona. But that's if all. You, last night was a disaster, bro. You're up twenty. That everything's flowing and it all stopped. Like the water got cut off, and and it was really because oil advisor. I mean, man, you started. They they throw a zone at you and you act like you never seen one. Don't act like we haven't. I, I told Jeff we've seen this yep. team. Eat up zones. Eat up zones this season. Look at the way they ate up Virginia's defense this year. And all of this, it, and, and they're acting like they've never seen one. And so that the water got cut. When you put those two things together, I think that's where, you know, the word disaster, you know, it, it qualifies here. Agreed. But, but it's and not the, one that, again, that has to change your season. It is I, that, I that, want that's, to, I want that's to where emphasize, I agree. Because, because a lot of times people struggle with, like, two things being true at the same time, Right. Truth, Memphis suffered a, a disastrous loss last night. Also true. You can still, and we still like them as a team, and still believe that they can make noise in the tournament. Both of those things can be true. I think it's important but that it, you say but, that. It's important that you... But there's a, third, there's a third truth now because of the first one. And the third truth now is that you have to damn near run the table um, to, to get... To optimize, right? Because that's what we talked about. I mean, let's not. We what we can't do, and I know this is not what you're doing, but I, I just want to sort of say this for for integrity purposes for the fan base. What we can't do, and what I don't think Penny wants anybody to do, is to move the goalposts. Now it's just like, okay, we'll just squeak into the tournament again and lose in the first round, and that's good enough. When 24 hours ago they were a top 10 team, and we're talking about them as a four seed. So, yes, is it possible that Memphis could get in as an eight and win a game and maybe win two games? You know, it's possible, but it's not probable. It's not likely. You know, and this is a team, Jason, with what they did in the non-conference, we finally said they, they, they did it. Mission accomplished. They got their ass off that 8-9 line. And I'm not – Leonardi still had him as a five today. I will say that. In his most recent bracketology this morning, he did still have him as a five, which is great news and something that I don't think I expected. But again, you can't lose another one like that. That's it. That's the one. You get one mulligan. That's it. Um, and and you know if you avoid it and you're only lost the rest of the way, Jason is is uh, you know maybe you could maybe you could lose at. Uh, SMU or something, right? I don't know. At SMU, at FAU, if that's how it ends, I think you're still fine, right? You're still probably a five or a six. Um, anything worse than that, and we're going to be right back playing a one seed in the second round if we get there, right? I mean, I think there's that's kind of how it looks. I'll put the ball on it this way. You have an anxiety because it felt like Memphis really had a shot at possibly a top you know, two, three, four seed, and you might be losing that. I have less anxiety, and you're talking about goalposts, because my my goal this season was always getting out of 8-9. 
Anything better than that is an improvement. Now, that's not to say, John, I've watched this team and said, oh, they, well, that's fine being a seven because there are things to lose here. But I And I understand why you're there because you watch this team at one point, you watch them rise up to number 10, and you say, my gosh, you know, we could be looking at a two or three. Jerry Palm's got him at number three. But but uh, the, here's where I go back to your word goalposts. I'm not moving mine in the sense getting over, overly crazy about this because, to me, the season was always about what? Getting out of 8-9. And right now they are still in position to clear that pretty easily so long as you don't string these together. Now, again, is that Jason giving up on a, on a three-seed or a four-seed? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. And they had done well, enough be tough. at one point where you got in that. Uh, you probably so it is at this point, unless you yeah. go crazy, John. If you go seventeen and one, knock off to, uh, FAU twice, right. go. You right. know, you you can still get there. Is the, the likelihood of that lower now? But my point is, my goalposts were always get out of eight nine, even if that's finishing second in an AAC where you've picked to be finished second. You and I both agreed we think they can win it. But you thought this FAU team was better going into this year. Even if it's the second team, so long as they're out of that 8-9, that the second team yeah. in the AAC could get a 6 or even a 7. So that's, I, I think, to, to bottom line this, I think that's why I'm a little, I have a little less anxiety about this than you or a little less cons, you know, worry about it than you because, again, you are still clear of that 8-9. You keep losing, back to the point where we come together. You're going to blow it all. You're going to blow it all and be right back. And that would be underachieving with this, with this, with this level of personnel, yeah. with this level of experience, with what we've seen from this team for most of the year in terms of the capabilities, that would be underachieving being back in that boat. Let's hope they stay clear of it. Agreed. No, we could all agree with that. And um, look, you beat Tulane, handled business on Sunday. It doesn't undo it. It doesn't undo your, your you know, the, the loss, but it's like, okay, can we stabilize this thing a little bit? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I mean, this is a critical juncture. This weekend is a critical juncture for Cross this ropes. team. Because if you lose two in a row, you know, you're out of the top 25. You're certainly right back to where you started with the 8-9. I mean, this is this is critical. This is a critical game. It's a desperate spot. I'll be interested to see what the effort is for Memphis uh, on Sunday looks like. We'll come back, Jason, a titan of sports journalism an institution that we all grew up, uh, you know, being a part of, uh, reading, looking for, looking up to, maybe aspiring to, has died officially today. Uh, We'll talk about that and more on the other side. Jason and John. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. FM, ESPN. It's The Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. I need to calm down. I don't know why I'm so excited to talk about this again, but we too recap. Yes, your Memphis Tigers, uh, top 10, number 10 in the country, uh, become the first top 10 team uh, in at least the last 14 years to blow a 20-point lead, which they had with about 18 minutes left in the second half. Things were feeling good down at FedEx Forum. Um find a way to lose that game 74-73 to USF. Uh, we've been talking, John, off the ledge all day long. It's 1844 left. You know, I've seen some blame Penny's rotations, and I'm not going to sit up here and push back on you and tell you you're wrong. What I will say about that game, and we saw it against Michigan where Ashton Hardaway comes in at a time they're struggling, hits some shots, kind of gets them going. There have been times when Penny goes to that deep bench early or into that bench early, Right where it sparked them. And I thought last night, after a slow start by the starters, that going to those guys, that different group, did sort of spark them, or at least was a message to the older guys coming back in, y'all better get about it. And again, we can go back and forth on whether that's right, whether Penny should just stick with the top eight until the thing's done, whatever else. But I did think last night, early on, the depth helped them because the starters did come back, play better. But my point is, if you want to get on about you know the rotations and everything else, or Penny going to you know his sons at the end of the half, and you lose some mojo, you still were up twenty into the second half with eighteen forty four left, and those were most of your main guys that were out there that USF was coming back on. So I don't think we can just lay it out as Penny's rotations were the key issue here. Did they contribute? Absolutely, and we'll get to you know Penny. You know, we're talking about rotations. Penny saying that he can't play certain guys together. Uh, here to sort of put a bow on this. Uh, just to go back through, at that point, it's 52-32 uh, after Nick Jordan gets that dunk, and Memphis made just three field goals over the next eight minutes. Allowed USF to cut it to 59-55, so a 23-7 run. And again, that's happening against most of your main guys at that point. Uh, Javon Quinley hits a three, pushes it back to seven, but they came right back down 23-24 seconds later, hit another three. It's 62-58. You know you're back in a dogfight again. It feels like the last, you know, save set aside Wichita State, last three or four games that you've played. I pointed out, I did the digging, the last four years – Penny Hardaway's teams, when they don't share the ball, when they're in single-digit assists, and last night you end up with eight. It's coming off a 25-assist game against Wichita State where clearly you are sharing the ball. Memphis is now 3-6 and six in those games where they don't share the ball, where it's just, I got this, where it's my turn, where that offense isn't flowing in a way that we've seen it at times it's capable certainly of doing. Um, that was the key last night. As the ball stopped moving, guys started taking turns. Uh, and as they missed, USF, USF is coming back in a way uh, that we've seen. We mentioned it. John's talking about punitively. What did it do to Memphis? Well, it dropped you 11 spots to number 50 in the net, and it dropped you to 49 at Ken Palm. So these, it, they do hurt. There is no question. Metrically, we were seeing that close wins was hurting Memphis. And so certainly this was a bad loss. There's no way to spin it that it wasn't. This is what I want to do. This is what John and I haven't really touched on here because we've, we've, we've looked at this thing backwards and forwards now. And my ultimate uh, 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 take on this is that you've been here pretty much for two years in a row where you've had a situation similar to this come up at this point in the season. You've got it ironed out. And ultimately, I think I, uh, Memphis will. But I wanted to – this particular quote that Penny Hardaway said 
going, you know, after this game, I want to break down with John, just really get what he thinks, and then we can go from there and move on, uh, hopefully like Memphis is going to do, playing Tulane on Sunday. Here's the quote, John, that, that's got me, you know, the, the one I think that needs the most breaking down. With all the inner things happening on the team, the lineup that we had on the court is probably the lineup that we should have had. We're talking about the end of the game situation, okay? So you got Tomlin and Jordan out there. He's saying it's probably the lineup that they should have had, okay? But there's so much going on that you can't play certain groups together. And now that you've got to go and and now you've got to go with a group. Okay, and I'm assuming that's still the lineup on the floor. And now you've got a group out there that might not be as cohesive. Tomlin, uh, Jordan, David Jones there at the end with the miscommunication, and you have a miscommunication problem. Okay? And so I go back to, is Penny not telling us here that, yes, ultimately on paper, you want Tomlin and Jordan and David Jones and Quinley and the group that you had out there at the end of that game where you end up defensively you know, giving up that, that what could have been an easy bucket to lay up, you end up with the foul. But is he not telling us right there, yeah, on paper that's the right lineup. I would have preferred to have Malco out there who, oh, by the way, had seven rebounds, just two fouls uh, in a game that you couldn't have a rebound. But because I can't play certain groups together, now I've got to go to a group that had miscommunication, and here we are. Is he not late? Has he? It, it, do you think I'm far off with that? Has he not laid it off for? Laid it no, out there look, for I us? think the, I think the Tomlin addition. While I would have done it ten out of ten times, okay, is is definitely causing some friction. It seems you know, I mean, just it, it, it. It seems apparent to me that is the writing yeah, on the wall. Uh, yeah. That's what it, he's it trying is. to tell it us. Is. Yes, I've had people DM me about it, you know, and and I say the same thing. Like this is even prior to last night, like. Um, <clears throat> and look, Tomlin, Tomlin cost him the game last night. I mean, he did. I mean, I know it's not just him, but I think about the high-profile moments, like the technical foul, right, that, that cost him two free throws, the miscommunication there, which was just it, – it, it gave me PTSD to the FAU game, Jason, like where Memphis defensively on an out-of-bounds play is not doing what it's supposed to do. You know, um, in a late game situation, because it was like the same thing. Like, why are you why are you switching off on the David Jones man, leaving him on the big? Uh, And and it it, it, it come after the issue between Malcolm and 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 again, that's not nailing it on Malcolm. But the point is, those things can lead to all of a sudden guys aren't following game plans because they're all in their feelings. And that's what Penny is talking about. He's talking. he, He literally said, "We're in the huddles, and instead of talking about the other team, we're trying to square things up." Between their own guys, he's telling you. And it's just too much, he said. I mean, he's laying it all out there for us. And, and you can understand it to your point. You bring Tomlin in here, right, and, and, and you're, he's talented. He's taking threes. He's, you know, he's driving to the basket at his size. And clearly, in, in playing him, it's taking away, right? I mean, if we're just using Malcolm, it would be taking away from a, a career season from Malcolm Dandridge when he's out there. And more importantly, like, I'll just boil it down. When Malcolm makes a mistake, typically, when that old man, when Malcolm turns around and tries to dribble up the floor like he's Magic Johnson after a rebound instead of getting that ball to a guard and running up the floor, Penny usually pulls him. Tomlin, and again, I'm painting a scenario here, but you can see it. Tomlin takes an ill-advised three. He's still out there. 
And so can you see a situation like you see with all college basketball teams where Malco goes to a huddle or he's in a huddle and he's mumbling under his breath, man, this dude's getting all the, the green light in the world, but you pulling me, the guy that's been with you all these years? You know what I'm saying? But, but, but again, that's part of a college basketball team and coaching guys differently, but more importantly, trying to make it all mesh. And so it's, we can see it. It's right there for us, and Penny's been talking about it all year long. My point, John, is it's solvable. Again, you've got to make Malcolm Dandridge understands that understand that this team, its ceiling is higher with Tomlin, and you got you. We, we're going to have to get you guys to where we can have you on the floor together, so there's no communication. I mean, surely that's a conversation. It's just sad that we're still having to have it, right? Especially to go back to your point, the experience that you had last year at a critical moment where this does come back and kill you. Hopefully it doesn't kill them in a way, John, where, again, it lingers, right? You nip it in the bud. It has to be, John, because you're going to a place where you've lost two in a row in Tulane. You have to get it nipped in the bud. And if it ain't, by the time, you know, you get through Tulane, hopefully that's with a win. At the point that I was making to you, you've got all week next week before your next game to next Sunday uh, to get it squared away. But to Penny's point, get this all squared away now, so that in these huddles, you're getting folks on the same page. So you're not having the miscommunication that you did at the end of the game last night. So you're not having the miscommunication that you did. You're, you're, you're so dead on to bring up the point at the end of the FAU game last year. Because these small things can become big things that cost you whole seasons. So iron it out. Right. It's time. You know, sort of the, th- the same things that are, um, you know, plaguing you. And uh, look, if you gotta, if you gotta, you know, if these guys need to <clears throat> have a meeting, so be it. I mean, they're old, you know. They're they're these are mature guys. Um, they should realize and recognize that it, there's too much at stake, and this team is too good, um, you know, to to let it, you know, fall by the wayside because, you know, I mean, Malcolm's playing plenty, right? I mean, he's playing plenty of. That's minutes. what I'm saying. There's you got room, three, there's three bigs in the rotation right now, and and there's there's there's. Enough to eat for all of them. You know what I'm saying? But but you bring me to the next to the thing, and I think you've made this point as well. Uh, you did to me this morning. Like the idea that you're adding another guy to this. At one point, I'm thinking, uh, again, I, and I told this to Jeff, and I, I know you know where I'm going, that, you know, what's the threat of bringing Jordan Brown back if he's just going to be a human cheerleader? And surely that would be the, 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 the plan, the proposal you have for him after turning his back on you know, this team for 10 games, how, what's he going to hurt chemistry or anything else? But when to John, I mean, John, after last night and after these quotes, I, I have to hold my hand up here and say, well, I don't, I mean, you, you made the point. I don't, I don't know. It's such a great idea to bring another possible ego into this mix. Even if it's a one that says up front, Hey, I understand it. I'll take whatever you give me because you don't have worked out with, with the, with the three that you got in terms of the front court with the three bigs, particularly it seems like with Tomlin and with, uh, and with Dandridge. And so now I, I will say that, while I still feel I'm optimistic they can make this a, a, you know, a small thing, it does give me pause on this idea of bringing back you know, Jordan Brown to a, to a situation where there's already you know, some level of toxicity, whether it's something you get, you know, that, that kills you or something that you can easily get through. That, that to me exactly. seems, yeah, you, you bring another ego to this mix, then what do you got? Mm. You know, another mumbler, another guy saying, I ain't getting mine. Right now, sounds mm. like it's pretty bad without him. I don't, I don't know that's such a good Thanks. idea that you bring him back. Facts. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, this was your story. So you want to you want to bottom line? Well, I, try, I tried, I, and, and I shouldn't have thrown it back to you. I, t- I wanted you to leave it at you saying facts, and then we hit next door. Well, you you know you you sort of you know, and I get it. You know, I'm like the 
I'm like the calming voice. You, reason. I, but no, you always feel like you have to put a bow on what I've said. Sometimes it, it I've already done that, and so we've got well, to get it's a, a place. bad habit. We've got, we've got to get to a place for eight years. When we started, you weren't as comfortable, right? So you, could, <laughs> you know, I just never exactly. got out of it. You got, you got to let me fly now. You have to let me fly. You have to let you, me you end. Led it. the rundown. I'm so proud of you. And we have to again, John. I do ins, outs, everything when you're gone. It's not like I'm still in the baby chair here. Or okay, I said, you know. Anyway, I let's, apologize. Let's move on. Next story. Man, I hate to. I hate this. I hate everything about this. But given our background, um, feels appropriate to discuss. Um, Sports Illustrated today, which has just been through the ringer in terms of acquisitions and being bought and sold and. You know, business models and everything like that. Um, Sports Illustrated has laid off every single writer. Not 10, not 20. Every single writer that is employed by, I think it's like the Arena Group, which had acquired Sports Illustrated, um, they're gone. Um, And... That, my friend, represents the official end of Sports Illustrated. Um, the, the the masthead, the the you know, the pinnacle of sports journalism for so long um, is gone. I don't know what the plan is with the brand. I don't know if they're going to do you know AI generated content. I have no earthly idea. But um, you know, this is. This is sad as, as hell, man, because, I mean, and I know you share the same sentiment because we're both from that same ilk where we both started, we both started as writers. And I guarantee, you know, if you were somebody that came up in journalism, you, you swore by Sports Illustrated and the cover and the feature writing and, you know, all, you know, if you're a kid, SI kids, um, and and I'll say this, like, it hasn't been that. It hasn't been the Sports Illustrated that you or I grew up on in a while. So this is really more so, uh, you know, making it official. Um, but it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the biggest brand that has ever existed for sports journalism and sports media. And it is now officially dead. And I, I don't know what that means, like... I, I mean, look, it's a, it was a print, it was a print product, right? It, 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 that, that is what, so you go from being a print product, well, then you start, you stop printing and you're going to go online only. Like, is that a, is that something that you can expect to do successfully, swiftly? You know, obviously not. Um, but it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a travesty and it, and it sort of, I think it, it, it underlines the, 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 the challenges of good, patient, well done journalism in 2024. You know, you can you can aggregate content, right? You can spit out uh, a reaction. You know, you can make a TikTok. You can do a quick blog. You can do all that stuff, and you know, people will consume it. That's not what we're talking about here. But that's media today. That's what it is. It's got to be something that's really, really short on the attention span. You know, you're not getting to go out and report on a story for two, three months. Um, it, it's just over, you know. And and I and I lament that for us, the fan, um, that that the only way that we can 
ha- have jobs in this day and age is if we spit out instant reaction. If we spit out just visceral, this is what happened. This is what I think about it. I don't have time to go talk to a parent or a former teacher or a whatever. Um, I got to react now. And that's that's the machine. And uh, it's a damn shame, Jason. It's a damn shame. Again, been going this way at Sports Illustrated specifically. But ESPN, the magazine, which was not SI, but was still, a, I thought, quality product. It's gone. It, it died a few years ago. So Sporting News had a bunch of layoffs. And I, you know, it's like, how are they even you know, still around? But it's like, there's nothing left, man. There's nothing in terms of a written product. It, there's nothing left. And that's a damn shame. Uh, it is. I got a bunch of Sports Illustrates all in the little plastic cases that I kept from over the years. Uh, Bulls winning titles, obviously, but also, uh, you know, the when Magic Johnson uh, announced he had HIV because that felt like a historic moment, obviously. I've got them all stacked up and together. And, yeah, and at one point I was, you know, you know, real big on collecting them because I thought they'd all be collector's items, you know. It, just, it, it felt that important. You know, just like a baseball card does to a collector or whatever else. Like, that's how it, it wasn't just who was in it or, or what was written. And I tell you, you know, Ralph Wiley, who graduated from Melrose, went on to write for Sports Illustrated, was one of my heroes, you know, that I looked forward to reading in the Sports Illustrated. But it, it was having it. It was the cover of it. What was on the cover, all of it felt so important. Now, to your point, it's like, you know, I, it is sad we've been preparing for this because literally you can you can feel it in having picked up one of these you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and how thick the, the magazine was to now. Like, it was dying. It already was, and, and we'd known, you know, the issues of print and everything else. But, no, I mean, I, I share with you a sadness over the, the change, and, the, and, and I think that, you know, it's a whole conversation about the change in journalism and what clicks and what doesn't. And eventually, yeah, man, you move on to the young that can do it for a lot cheaper. <clears throat> you don't need the big dug-in uh, sports story anymore because, uh, frankly, the advertisers don't need, you know, it, all of that, we I, I could we could put to the contribute point to the contributing factors throughout the rest of the show. It take that long. We don't need to. It, this has probably long been anticipated for a while. We've been preparing for this. It's a sad day, and I feel for every last one of them, man. They got their uh, you know they got their dismissal slips. Uh, it's a tough place to be. I, just, I come from a world, of, and it's still going on at the CA where you folks were getting laid off left and right, and you're just trying to keep your blinders on, look forward, and hope you survive. Right through the layoffs and everything else, and here's a deal where the whole thing is shut down. Now everybody dies, and so it, that's always sad. Um, but again, I think about how how high up we held it, and watching its demise. Yeah, that's you know that that that's been a sad thing certainly for the writers and, and everybody else. And there's nothing photographers that associated with it. You know, it's 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 a sad deal. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's anything they could have necessarily done differently. It's just the way that the thing evolved. It's just the way that you know media went um you know with the with the proliferation of the internet and with the proliferation of social media you know it's just well yeah shortened yeah with that internet shortened attention spans yeah so people being willing to read these big takeout pieces and enterprise pieces that you know go on six seven eight pages magazine stories uh that that that's going away too and or certainly the demand for it has gone away because we all john got short attention spans when we're we're scrolling through our tiktoks and our youtube shorts because we ain't got the time you know so that's hurt them as well well and and again we used to have phone books bro like yeah i mean it's it's yellow pages. people people the yellow pages you know 
Not not to and, mention too. I mean, we've had too. You don't you don't have to do it this way anymore. Where you go to journalism school, you work your way up from preps. Hopefully, you settle into a nice beat and and uh, you know you get the uh, you know you get the plaque as a longtime beat writer, longtime you know whatever it is, storyteller, whatever. Else. Like we're seeing now that there's a different way, in part because of social media, where you don't do it the old school way. Guys can come up now and have just as much a voice, right? Coming up through social media, getting a ton of followers or whatever else, like building their own following. Like we're, we've seen it in so many different ways, and so. How you get it, John, you're an example of that. How you get it has changed who we listen to, right? We, we, we don't just listen to those old talking, you know, those old folks that have, we would have said paid their dues. Uh, they were the ones asking the Those sports reporters types. We listen to everybody now. I mean, we, we, we kind of do. And, and you have more of a voice because there is more of a platform to get your voice out there. And so it's, it's sort of how we consume it, John, and who we consume it from has changed as well. And that's contributed to, you know, you know, I, 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 you know, whether it's Bob Ryan or whoever else, those old guys, those sports reporters would be Mike Lupica. We used to go to them for all the answers, but now we get our answers from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Again, Grizzly Bear Blues and everything else out here. Um, so th- that part has changed too, and it's led to the the death of things like you know, Sports Illustrated. Yeah, like I just, <clears throat> I don't mind. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not particular about who I get in for, like when it comes to reporting and stuff, that's a little different, you know, but you know, in terms of just a, a video, like I'm not particular about like, let's take Adam Chernoff, for example. Right. I don't think Adam Chernoff went to journalism school. I don't, I don't, I don't know what he did, but I, you know, I don't think that's what, I don't think that was ever his background at all, you know? Um, but I think Adam Chernoff is incredibly smart, um, when it comes to talking about the NFL. Right. Um, so that's just one example, but I don't, I, I agree with you. Like, you know, we don't have to gatekeep, you know, you don't have to yeah, go to, it, I mean, that, I think that's been a both, good thing. I don't want that to sound like, well, oh, an old Jason Sanders when was journalism. Right. School, no, but, I mean, if you have, this is a, look, because, you take because everyone's got something to say. And again, if it's absolutely, if it's absolutely. valid and it adds to the conversation, it's worth seeing and reading. And, and, 100%. and that can come and, from and, a fan exactly or right. like, somebody that's been trained at Missouri journalism school. Nowadays, if you and are that's a, a good thoughtful thing. person, yeah. you don't have to be a journalist uh, major to be a thoughtful person, yeah. right? Ultimately, um, that's uh, ultimately I think it's you know that's a good thing that again, you know, it, John, if it's about you know this is what I want to do, and I, you can you can you can set about a course now that does you know you you don't even have to go to school and graduate anymore and still have a voice and get a file so long as you're saying things that are whatever whatever it is whatever the it factor is the formula is the logarithms are. Hopefully it's valid stuff you can add to the comment. That's probably a good development. But 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 in the end, I mean, again, it's it's led to some sad things as well, uh, including things like this. Right. Um, so look, I mean, I, uh, <clears throat> I, 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 this has been training this way for years. So it's not like this is some kind of. I feel bad for you know. I I know one of the college basketball writers because he's in that group chat that I'm in with Goodman and all them, and so I I feel very sad for him that that you know he's just you know, put out on the street, basically, like, you know, nothing ever happened. But, you know, look, I've, I've worked in, you know, when I was at Scout, that's how it happened for me, bro. Like, I, I was humming along. And then, you know, one morning, I got the FedEx envelope that I, my contract was being terminated. Now, I had already lined up the gig at the CA and was actually trying to get fired. But that's irrelevant. You know, when you when you work in a cruel business like that, um, it, it, and look, radio is not that much different, right? I mean, it's all a production-based business in the end. 
You know, it's about it's about revenue and it's about, you know, uh, what you produce. So I'm not naive in that sense either. Um, but, you know, it just it just makes me sad as a you know, I, I did get a journalism degree. You know, I did. I did. I did work at the student newspaper. You know, I lived that and I'll always uh, cherish that, you know, because it was it was it was a great time in my life. And I learned a lot about people and I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about you know, that's like that's like the last time, Jason, I ever really feel like I worked, you know, like being in that in that in that office every every single day, like coming up with copy every day, you know, like that feels like the last time I've ever actually really worked. And um, and it was a good time and I learned a lot and I and I lament the state of journalism. But, you know, things change, man. Things change. And the best ones, they adapt. Right. They adapt. And so. You know, to make it in this business, you got to be able to do it all. You got to be able to write. You got to be able to make videos. You got to be able to 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 speak eloquently, and you got to be funny. And obviously, Jason, you do all those things really well. So you've okay. you've managed to you know be flexible. But you know that's that's what you got to do in 2024 more than ever. Um, and so I hate to see a, a, a an institution like Sports Illustrated go by the wayside, but. You know, it's been in the works for quite some time. Made official today, uh, as unfortunately every single writer at SI has been laid off. Next story. Grizzlies win to Minnesota last night. Gave the Timberwolves all they could handle for about three quarters. Actually led at the half of 55-50. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, finished with 36. And a couple things about this game. You know, we're not going to spend too much time on a – I don't dwell too long on a, on a loss here. Um but Jaron Jackson Jr. last night had no fear of Rudy Gobert. And frankly, he was showing Santi Aldama how to do it. You saw two different sides of it. Santi, Gobert had Santi punked out. Every time he went in there, whether it was with the elbow or whatever else, and it bothered Santi all night long to the point. And, and this is the difference between young players still trying to figure it out and Jaron, who's now established, has gone against Gobert a bunch of different times. But you have that's the way to attack Gobert is you go straight into that chest. And you had Jaron Jackson Jr. last night in a 36-point performance doing it, and you saw Santi Aldama struggling with it. And I'm not saying it's, this is something that's easy to figure out. It takes experience, but we've, we've sort of said Santi here, saying was talking about it first hour, it's been a little bit disappointing. And last night was another opportunity, and you've had tons of it with as many guys as have been down for him to sort of break out. And it's that physicality we saw last night that Gobert is able to inflict on him um, you know, that he's still struggling with, clearly. That was one, that's one of the things. Here's the other thing. I said G.G. Jackson going to score 35 at, at one point this season. We had one last night. So we were 34 points short. Now we that's got all. we got 30-something more games to go. But that's one of the reasons why I'm watching the rest of the season because I believe G.G. Jackson going to have a game where he gets 24, 25 shots here the rest of the way. So listen to Harrington. Sounds like 30-something more games. We had discussed this, John. You know, you got a 50-game limit as a, a two-way player. And it's not just games you've appeared in. It's while you've been on the active roster. And so uh, Gilliards are running out. They're going to have to make a decision on him here uh, pretty soon. But we've got enough still from G.G. Uh, to make this yeah. all worthwhile for me. I will say, too, on the Minnesota side, because they, number one team defensively. Early on, Memphis getting whatever it wants. Whatever it wants, even with Gobert doing his thing and trying to throw elbows and everybody else can get folks off their game. He was blocking shots too. But um, Memphis was giving it every, you know, whatever it wanted with, you know, Vince Williams at time at the point, Kennard at the point. And so you, you, I think the question of whether this is real for Minnesota and what it's going to look like in the playoffs, because right now, obviously, they're leading the West. Expectations have gone through the roof. Frankly, it. it 
it'd be understandable if you're feeling a little jealous right now because it feels like that was us. That was us a couple. Of, hell, it was us putting them out of the playoffs a couple of years ago when they didn't know how to how to win yet in the playoffs. It does seem like they've been crowned. I still have my questions of it transfer translating over into the playoffs. This team defensively. All of that said, did you see Ant Edwards in the second half? He only oh. had two. It had he took over the freaking game. And the one thing because I was critical of this Minnesota team when they went and got Gobert. So what's Conley doing? He's making the wrong decisions. You're messing this up. Give it to Anthony Edwards. Tell Carl Anthony Towns and everybody to get behind him. They've done that. It's his team now. And if they if he's, they stay he's, he's sick with it. Bro. Oh, bro. And the he's his motive his dude, you know the jump we were hoping for for Jaron. We had talked ourselves into right in the FIBA that we were hoping, man, he gets that extra confidence. Dude, it it happened for for Ant Man. Like the fact that he became the man clearly helped him just in terms of the confidence and everything else. I can do all things. Like that's the ant that you've got now. He got the jump. And so, again, offensively, no problems. Conley has solidified so much for the he's killed the Grizz in every game this year with his not with the way he shot the ball from three. He's just that common influence that they've needed. You put it with a team that's now behind Ant Man and and is capable defensively, maybe even good to elite. And then, and then maybe they have arrived, but I, I'm, I just I question them defensively, John, based on what I saw last night. At one, at one point, Memphis gave them whatever it wants. They locked it down and helped yeah. with that, but uh, I, I'm just curious to see what becomes of this Minnesota team. That right now, number one seed, high expectations, yeah. hasn't done anything in the playoffs yet, but you, yeah. can see, you can see it coming together. You can see it coming well, together. Well, Jason, I mean, I'm not – and I want to be straight up with you. I don't want to – I'm not there yet. On Gigi? In terms of, well, no, in terms of trying to handicap who's for real in the NBA. Oh, well, not. yeah. I mean, it's halfway point. It's still early. I'm with yeah, you there. I mean, you know, you, you're you an NBA guy. You love China. I'm not quite there yet. You're I'm still funny. focused, locked in on the NFL playoffs. China. You know, once those get out of the way and we can crown a Super Bowl champ. Well, that's usual, you know, yeah. Then that's... I'll start to sort of I'll lock right. in on my NBA. Right. Um, but I'm just, I'm a little, like, it is amazing for me. Like, when the Grizzlies are not relevant in the NBA, I don't really find myself caring that much about it. Is bro, that bro? We were just on TNT two times in a row. What you talking about, man? I know, she but it's like they're not. But they're but they're not I'm, like I'm, they're not. I'm, what I'm I mean kidding. by relevant, I understand. You don't yeah. need to explain. Like it. I'm not like. I'm oh, kidding. I mean, like here's what I know about the NBA right now. Here's what I know. Um, the Pacers uh, got a big win last night. They're they're adding Siakam. Um, the Lakers are a, a mess. Um, the uh, the you know the Celtics never lose at home. And uh, the the Clippers are are you know are, are legit. That's that's what I know about the NBA right now. Am I missing anything? Um, no. For for what you need right now for your for your field of sixty eight work, no. John, you're <laughs> locked right right now. You're watching Creighton all damn day. You're locked into college basketball. That's right. I did. I watched NFL. the whole damn Creighton game and the so other night. We, we don't need this speech about how, yeah, I'm just not locked in because we understand you're busy. You're focused on college only, basketball. I can only have, you, I only have so much bandwidth. My gosh, you're doing, you do a three-hour show here. You got to go off here. You do a four-hour one with Tristy. You got Beck QL. You got all these jobs, and none of them included <laughs> include having to have a take on the contenders in the NBA right now no today question. on January 19th. No so we get it, brother. Hey, just tell us, is Creighton going to break out of it? Just tell us, is, just, uh, college basketball questions we got all day for you. We won't ask you about the contenders in the league until, well, the, look, how the, about NBA, this? until the NFL season is over. You'll enjoy this. In Lenardi's latest bracketology, he's got 
uh, Memphis as the five with Creighton as the four. Did now when was the latest? Was it this past today? Okay, today did, did they drop down? They were his first number five. Sure, they dropped down to the last okay. five. See, so it did. It did hurt you, even though we can say they they stayed five. It didn't you drop did, you. It didn't drop you. Didn't a you seed drop line, you a seed which, line, but it dropped you some spots though. Yeah, and, yes, and it, it was always going it to right. That that it's was, got you going out to Spokane. <sighs> Who's it got coming so, to Memphis right now? Remember, we got uh, NCAA tournament here. Have y'all seen the that. commercials? Yes, yeah, yeah. Trying to get us out it's there. Hot. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I were talking about going. Like, that'd be fun. Dude, the, last time Memphis had, the last time Memphis had a tournament here, it was lit. It was like it was. Carolina, Carolina and Kentucky. Kentucky and UCLA. Yeah. 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 We had, we had, uh, we had, the, we had Deer and Fox and, uh, and, uh, yes. and Bam yes. going out, didn't we? It was real. Yes. Yes. Um, it, it, the Memphis region absolutely blows. No, it blows oh. today. Let's hope it gets better. What does well, it have? What does it have today? Baylor, he's got Baylor at the, as the three seed. Um, boring. Uh, Colorado State is the six. Wake Forest and Kansas State as the elevens, and then High Point as the fourteen. That's like the absolute That's, worst. That is brilliant. nobody. Let's hope that improves. nobody is going to FedEx Forum for those games. Man, let, no wonder mm. they've been running those commercials so heavy. Let, let, let's hope that improves, man. <laughs> who's who's the best three seed? Duke. Duke is a, is is a, is a three. Like you need Duke. Yeah. To, for for yeah, I'd go if it was Duke, you know, uh, or um, or Auburn as a three. I'd go even if it was Auburn. I'd, I think Auburn got a hey, chance to win it all. You guys could at least have Steve Tucky's Forbes on the air that week. You know, he's yeah, at Wake. Come on, man. I mean, I know Colorado it would suck. State. No, it oh blows. It blows. FAU's a six. Uh, Utah State's a six. San Diego State's a six. You know, not great. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's something that we got to keep an eye on, Jason. We have to make to. sure they don't try yeah. to screw us over on these matchups. Got to hold them accountable, man. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, Don't those tickets will no be like $20. <laughs> you just can't have any right? more of these. Like, you got to win on Sunday at Tulane. You can't go down there and lose to Tulane now. Like, if you go down there and lose to Tulane, man, that's going to suck. Uh, Ron Hunter been a real thorn in Penny's side. Now, they we, ready. We, we came back and licked him in the tournment last yes. year, but he swept By like us 50, last year. Yes, yes, he this swept not us in the regular season last year. But Tulane's got some. They got some guards, man. And, That's and what Tulane damn near had FAU. Yes. They could have beaten yeah. FAU if not uh, call there late. Yeah. They had a chance to beat them. And not so, good timing. It might be good timing though, because between between the way you lost and the fact that again this has been danger zone for you for the last two years, you got to have them on DefCon One. Like it, it, all, hope. everybody's got to be alert. Malco, uh, uh, come over here and meet Naquan yeah. Tomlin. I want y'all to shake hands and hug. I need y'all to shake hands and hug because we need both of you the rest of the way. Like that's what you got to do right now. It's yeah. gonna be a, it's gonna be a sweat, man. I mean, because you can just see it now. Jalen Forbes and Kevin Cross just. You just, you just know. It's no, we got Ron there. this time. We, I, this is it. I'm going out on this limb along What's with Ken my, Palm got it at? GG, along with my GG going to score 35, and I may, I may end up regretting both of them. But Penny Hardaway ain't losing three straight to Ron Hunter down in that Cracker Box arena. Don't do this, lane. Jason. He ain't doing it. He What's is Ken not, Palm got it at? Not, not the coach we were just talking about. Should he be in the National Coach of the Year conversation? Not, not my Penny Hardaway. We learned them lessons already. <laughs> The Godfather ain't going down to New Orleans again after we just blew one by 20 and losing to Ron Hunter, who had not a damn thing since he's been in Tulane except beat Memphis. He ain't made no tournaments. We're not yeah. doing it. So I'm out on the limb. And if I got to come in here Monday and look like a damn fool. Man, I hope you're right. It's going to be a sad day, much sadder than today. 
Cannot lose three straight coming off of what be, you just did last night. It's a night. Sunday game, so you will be out of the top 25 the next oh, day. Oh, yeah. Two losses to unranked <sighs> yeah. teams? You are definitely yeah. have given them the rope to yeah. take you out of the You're top done. 25. You're done. We're going to be on high alert. We're showing them Caleb, Million, Caleb okay. Mills' sacrifice video all the way down there. Mm. Everybody going to be on the same page, man. We roll. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We move, yeah, as they, you they, say, I John. Think they, I think they forgot who they were doing it for, Jason, last night. C9. <laughs> Isn't that it? Isn't that what's on the wristbands? Yeah. Nine. CM9. CM9. For Caleb, man. He was sacrificing. Yeah, I think they forgot. I think for they sure. forgot. They're not playing for each other no more. They're not playing for Caleb. They weren't playing for Caleb last night. Playing for themselves. We need Caleb. We need Caleb. They need, we need to remember Caleb, bro. Remember the reason for the season. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Dude, I, like I still it. haven't hey, gotten here. used to Carl Sharon being on this team, but that's another story. Mm. Well, that's Every time he's out there, I'm like, who is that? I haven't gotten used to it yet. But I, I, I didn't recognize Jaquan Walton last night. I had the hair pulled up. That's why. Yeah, I didn't recognize. I was like, well, who is I was like, who the hell is that? Sane <laughs> was right. He looked just like Kevin Davenport, man. He did. Need to go back to hair down like we had at Wichita State. If uh, if the Bad game, luck. if the production is any indication, I want to yeah. go hair yeah, back man. down. He, he, he was getting great looks. I mean. He was. It wasn't a great game for him. It was. We got to go back game. to Wichita, I guess, bro. He was he, he couldn't miss there. Anyway, you were about to say uh, something before I, I interrupt you with the Sharon fan stuff. No, I was just going to say uh, we're going to take some calls, right? We're going to get yeah. some calls on oh, how boy. Memphis fans feel about that game last night. Um, you know, are you are you are you reacting? Are you? Is it just a blip in the radar? What do you make of Pitty's comments? Four four five. 0929 is the number. We're going to take your calls on Memphis basketball. We haven't taken calls in a while. In a minute. Let's do that when we come back. Jason and John, I'll turn FM, ESPN. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.